0: How are we living jerk-offs? It's a sunny day in London, first day of summer, I'm calling it Saturday, June 22nd, the first time this city has resembled a summer's day and I know because English people are exposing their very orange skin to natural sunlight for the first time in living memory, so that's exciting. Um, Sorry this one is a little bit late, I've been flinging myself across the goddamn UK doing previews for my 2019 Edinburgh Fringe show. Uh, It is called Pimpernane Easy, but I reckon it's easier for straight white men every day at the Counting House Lounge. 4 p.m. It's part of the free Fringe, so it is pay what you want. You don't need to book tickets. In fact, you can't book tickets, but just chuck it in your little planner there if you're a jerk off and you want to catch me live with my brand new show. Now, I have a very good tale for you about me copying some abuse online from the band BTS. Uh, not, actually, not from the band. I don't want to be unfair to the, the lovely people of BTS, but from their fans. They're called the BTS Army. They're all around the world. And I've somehow been dragged into a war between them and my good mate, Alex Williamson, also known as Shooter, also known as the Loose Aussie Bloke. Uh, I will definitely get into that chat uh, for next week's episode, but I want to dive straight into this one. Uh, we're getting back to a little bit of a Brexit edition of the Union Jackoff. I have a French comedian for you. Uh, his name is Eric Lampert. Uh, Eric Lampert has spent the majority of his career performing in English and in the UK, as you'll be able to tell from his accent, but he's a French man uh, he has He's recently returned from Los Angeles, the LA, where he's been doing movies and other kind of Hollywood shit like that. And I'm really curious to talk to him about his experience out there, just because I was out there myself, and especially his experience returning to the UK, basically after, well, not after the Brexit vote happened, but more like after Brexit has kind of been this thing that's been an issue for so long because he wasn't actually living here uh, for the majority of the time after the vote. He was just here for the vote, then he left for LA, and then he's come back just when, you know, it's bloody chaos in the Tory party. And I'm curious about his perception of Brexit, how he's felt that he's being treated differently, if he has, in the UK. I mean, you wouldn't know it to talk to him, this accent, proper British, but proper Sussex you'll feel that I think I think Sussex I could be wrong but anyway I want to dive straight in this episode because this bloke is incredibly interesting Uh, we actually met last year at Winter Wonderland I don't know if I mentioned I was doing Winter Wonderland on the podcast but basically over the Christmas month me and a bunch of other comedians performed in a gigantic circus tent at the Winter Wonderland theme park in Hyde Park It's like a pop-up theme park. Thousands and thousands of people go there every day. It's this family-friendly kind of vibe generally. But they had this comedy show in a massive circus tent. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. I definitely didn't have a bad time there. But it wasn't the usual space where I'd do comedy. It felt more like it was like greatest showman time. Like, this is the greatest show. Like, that was the vibe. But when I did it with Eric... He was the first comedian to walk in, check out the space and look at it and say perfect because he's the kind of dude who is not intimidated for one second by a giant circus tent. Anyway, I'm excited to chat to him. Super interesting dude, has spent time growing up in France, then his teenage years and early adulthood in the UK and then recently just spent three years in LA trying to make it as an actor and comedian. Excited to have him on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, jerk-offs, first-time jerk-offs. Check it out. The very funny, very interesting, very lovely Eric Lampert.
1: I
2: love
0: when someone comes in your hot, you know?
2: Well, it's, it's like I'm a professional.
0: It's like this is my job. Okay. It is, it, right. it
2: is interesting that I've got to the point now where I'm just... I don't, I don't feel like a fraud. I you know? good. You know, so don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of work for me to, to grow as a comedian, as a performer and stuff. Yeah. But now I get on stage and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. This is, this is good.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm like, I'm flirting with that feeling. Right. Like I'm close. Just that right. kind of thing where, like, every now and again, I was still, like... I think it's mainly, like, a new material night. Right. And there's, like, people who are newer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're, like... not, They're very not, very much not making a living. Right. And they're just killing it. And you're going on at the end, and you're, like... They're going to find out I'm a fraud. (laughs) This is where everyone knows. So, you know, they've destroyed it. And then I come on as like the professional guy and I'm just average. And they're like,
2: I I know. I know you mean about that, that little fear. I actually really like it when an open mic kills it because Uh, in my head, I'm like, okay, game on, put your game face on. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, when I was an open mic, I'd be working on the same five minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that it'd be good because that's the same five minutes I'm doing every show. Yeah, well yeah, now, yeah. like every gig I do, kind of unique, you know. Yeah, well, I mess
0: around a little
2: bit. You know, I think
0: that's quite unique to you that you're a you're a free you're a free spirit up there. I am you're, I am quite free spirited up there. You know, like let me change that adjective. I reckon, <laughs> I, reckon I need one less word in a sentence. Let's give it five hundred tries.
2: <laughs> right. No, I agree with you that I am um, definitely more of someone in the moment. Mm. Um, I so like. I guess my skill would be a joke writer. I, I still would like to improve my joke writing abilities. You know, like when, when, when people say, Oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And I'm like, well, okay, if I tell you a joke, I've got to start with that story. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'm more yeah, of a yeah, storyteller. Yeah. That's what right. I would define myself as, is actually a storyteller and rather
0: than a comedian. Instead of like a stand up. I think like comedian's kind of a broad term, whereas I think a stand-up is like a you know, kind of Jokes on stage, leather jacket, brick wall.
2: Right, right. Well, I guess I guess for me, comedian would still be there. But right. a comedian can take you on a journey. Mm. Uh, but it's harder to take someone on a journey, let's say, at a comedy club. Because people are expecting jokes. But yeah. let's say if you're doing your hour, like I'm working on
0: my hour show for the Edinburgh Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Half of it's theatre. Sure. Like, I'm taking... I'm going to take you on a wild ride.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find that impressive because I just... My brain just can't operate that way because I'm like... I'm not theatrical.
2: But we all have different journeys, right? Like, it's only recently. It's only last year when I... Actually, it's when I stopped feeling like a fraud as a comedian. Mm. Because I've been doing it now... Since 2008, so yeah, 11
0: years. Yeah, good stretch, right? the decade. The decade's the qualification, isn't it? Yeah, Ten so now years. I'm like,
2: okay, no, I feel good on stage. And yeah. my agent was like, you know what, Eric, you're ready for the Royal Shakespeare Company. And I'd say 10 years ago, that would have freaked me out. <laughs> and I, I put some thought into it, and I was like, yeah, actually. Yeah. Like, I've had 10 years worth of stage time. Right. And yes, it's been directed as a comedy thing, but if I can also access, you know, human emotion... Because comedians aren't just funny all the time. No, right? If and that's exhausting. I
0: mean, I am, but that's because right, Yeah, that's because I'm damaged. Yeah, you're desperate for the attention. I, I need it. No, no, no. I, need I just need to not talk about myself, so I just <laughs> deflect it via, you know, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that how we all were raised? No, okay. Just, <laughs> no. just me. Um, Do you use a comedy as a coping mechanism? Absolutely. What? Don't we of all? course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On the way to my grandmother's funeral, my dad was just making jokes the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, this I is what we use healthy. this for. <laughs> but that's healthy though, isn't it? I, I mean, I think so, but I'm sure other people would be like, no, because you're not feeling the emotion and you're pushing it down. And that's why I'm, you die younger. And you're like, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. if I think maybe there's a delicate balance, right? Like, for example. Okay. My great grandma's still alive. She's 101 years old. Wow. I went to see her a couple of weeks ago. Um, because, you know, living in LA and she lives in like a tiny town in France, away from Paris, it's always sure. kind of a challenge to get to her kind of thing. Yeah. So I finally had some time to go see her and I actually said goodbye to her when she was 98 because I was like, oh, she's <laughs> going to die soon. So you she's still years. around, right? She's still <laughs> around.
0: Does she so, bring it up just constantly? Like remember well, that time you said goodbye and like, Ugh. Well,
2: 90, when she was 98, she actually is the one that brought her up. Because oh. she was like, oh, you're moving to Los Angeles, so uh, I might not see you again, but, you know, I'll see you up there. She's, you know, she's wow. she, believes, okay. she yeah. believes in the big one.
1: The big right? one, sure.
2: And, uh which I quite liked. I was like, all right, I'll see you up there. It was a very nice way of saying bye. Yeah. Because essentially it was like, bye for this dimension. I'll catch you later. Yeah, see you in a bit. Yeah, so that was quite,
0: just chill. I was like, oh, that's good. That is, that's, yeah, very calm. Very calm yeah. approach to death.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh So she's still around, but this time, you know, she's 101 and she's... uh you know being challenged physically right you know I think after 101
0: years old of life yeah, yeah she yeah. Got, the, got the hunch thing I got, I'm got. i like she I was just in bed she was just, just in bed yeah oh, yeah wow. so yeah. the
2: first day she couldn't even communicate and see me she didn't even open her eyes sure and then the second day uh, I was, I was gonna, going back to the UK mm. and I sort of hovered over her mm. and because I've got long hair and a beard look a little bit like Jesus <laughs> I was hoping that she would open her eyes and see Jesus and be like oh finally <laughs> right? because I I don't want her to die, but she's told me already that you know she'd like to go. Right. she's not going to commit suicide. Sure, but, but she is ready to leave. Like, yeah, and I, she's I, made and I get her it. Peace with it. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, mm. is, she's oh, she's a woman full of love. She's an amazing great grandma. Mm. But like, I was like, mm, I'd love to offer her some peace, <laughs> which is quite a creepy way of like just. I want to kill my great grandma
0: just yeah. by looking like I'm a, her savior. I want to be her Jesus. <laughs>
2: yeah. I want to be your Jesus.
0: Oh man. Um, okay. And then did know. she? Did she? Ah, she's still around. She's still, no, but she like noticed you when you were hovering. Or yeah, yeah. She, 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 she heard me,
2: and she was like, "Oh, you're going back to the UK? Okay." Yeah. You know, and so. Um, She's in there. And, and I think what's nice is because she was always quite mentally sound. Right. In terms of a very healthy attitude. That even though physically she was just this melting grandma on a mattress, uh. <laughs> I was thinking that in, in her consciousness, like wherever she is in her mind, yeah. it's probably a nice sort of dreamscape. Because if you think about it, if you're, if you're just laying there in bed, mm. your thoughts are either active, so you're consciously aware of something, or you're, like, in a dreamscape. Sure. If, if she's got a healthy mind, then she's probably just in there, in mm. her brain, creating a whole universe of just joy and happiness.
0: That is an incredibly optimistic... Does that make sense? Like, I, I, mean, I know I, that I, if I was
2: depressed... and Like, when I was depressed and had anxiety, mm. like, just laying in bed with my own thoughts was a fucking nightmare.
0: Yeah. Right? Whereas she's got a healthy brain, so she's a probably... Healthy brain.
2: So, so essentially, she's probably reliving memories and, and, you know, joyful moments that almost feel real. Potentially like a sort of lucid dream.
0: Mm, maybe like, because people in comas and stuff, there's a bit of that, isn't there? They well, for b-
2: sure. Your brain doesn't actually stop.
0: Yeah, it just kind of keeps flicking around. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, you your you physical
2: body gets tired, but actually your brain still goes on because that's what dreams are. Your brain's still active.
0: It's just yeah. on sort of sleep mode. Are you, have you ever had any coma friends or been in a coma? I've never, never been coma Uh I've never been, been coma-ed, but um, two, two months
2: ago, I uh, woke up with... I don't know what it could be. Um, someone, someone explained it as ego death. Um, or, ego uh, death. Yeah, I woke up and didn't have any recollection of who I was. And this is without drugs. So it's not like I took drugs and I, then something happened to me. Right. Uh, without drugs, I reached a point... Uh, where I yeah I woke up didn't know my name didn't recognise my apartment um, didn't know anything about me, wow and so it, it felt very much like a sort of fresh clean slate and and I I was taken to hospital and uh, I had to restart everything like when I took out my ID at the hospital that's when I learned my name I was weird like, yeah yeah it's re- it was really interesting it was an interesting um, and that experience. was recently yeah it was the seventeenth of March twenty nineteen. Wow. I know it as, as if it's like a rebirth right. because it, er, everything has changed since
0: that day. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like a positive. Totally re- positive. It, right. It could,
2: because I must have reached like a sort of tipping point. So when I speak of depression and anxiety, mm. I had it for like good 12 years. Sure. I, I don't have it anymore. And, and I can't quite explain it just woke up one day i just woke up one day but but it's not like i woke up one day as eric it was a brand new and i say i can't quite explain it i can something something mad happened to me like <laughs> proper mad um but uh, i'm not gonna bore you with the details right now
0: no please well look i mean this but, that,
2: but, but that i'm gonna plug it but that is what my edinburgh show's about so sure. if you want to come and find out how i went to an asylum <laughs> yeah well, almost an asylum it was actually just a a nice mental health hospital
0: a nice mental health hospital asylum does sound more negative
2: yeah but which i, I find odd because I, I used the word asylum a couple of times and then my friend paul sweeney was like you probably need to stop saying the word asylum because people associate that with like the you know those very crazy scary places Well it was, was a, like it wasn't one
0: batman but, arcane asylum yeah that, he like even proper, said that yeah he
2: was like but if you think about the word asylum it's actually a nice, safe space. Absolutely, if that's what th- refugees yeah, get yeah. to seek yeah. asylum. So, mm. so that's the way I was using the word asylum. Was this, this actually, this safe place? Yeah. Where, don't get me wrong. I, when I was there, I felt very much like I was in one flew of the cuckoo's nest. Okay. And there was moments where I was just like roaming the halls, like you know when you see a, a video footage of like these. Patients just roaming the halls, yeah. they look kind of crazy with their like robes and stuff, right? Yeah. But actually, it's because there's nothing to do. So, you you just actually spend your time wandering, wandering the halls, uh, exploring your own thoughts kind of thing. That's interesting. And so, it was really interesting that uh, from an outside perspective, I was looking at myself going, Oh, yeah, I totally
0: look crazy. Um, <laughs> but actually, it was just because that's the space that you're, you're in. Yeah, you're not allowed stimulus. That's part of the thing. They try yeah. to pare it back. Exactly. You, sort of exa- you You start from yeah. the very beginning. You, you,
2: I didn't have my phone, didn't have anything, didn't have my own clothes. Yeah. So it was, a, it was very much a, a fresh
0: start. That's interesting. A fresh start. Well, yeah, because I, I visited Would you a like friend. a fresh start? No, absolutely. What would be the things that you'd like to work on? Oh, that like that you'd like to sort of don't flip this on me come on this is the come on like,
2: getting to know n- you, <laughs> getting to know. come on no i'd love I'm, to i'd love to know more about your insecurities and chains and secrets
0: on, on, <laughs> honestly like this the one thing that I, I will i will admit this is i love how difficult this is for me like i'm genuinely <laughs> sweating just you've asked me about myself and i'm like ah um how that that would that would be the thing that i think i'd like to reset What's like, that? W- just that Kind of like, I think I associate it with masculinity, but it doesn't need to be masculine. Well, the just inability
2: that, to sort of share and open up.
0: Yeah. like I can, I can talk about myself, but I can't talk about like how I fit, like that right. kind of stuff. Right, right. Like, Where do you think that comes from? I think that's just, you know, uh, good repressed Australian middle class upbringing. Right. Not a, not a big feelings family right 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 definitely not that and i think it's, it's very hard to break so, out of. so so yeah i i of course i imagine uh yeah. so
2: our emotions sort of
0: seen as a uh weakness i wouldn't say a weakness but they're just like not to be spoken of you know kind of like politics and money oh wow just That's so just, interesting just keep it out of the you know
2: so therefore you're you're actually holding on to
0: stuff right? oh definitely definitely how is yeah. that healthy uh, it's not
2: and and I say that like I'm questioning you just for fun I'm 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 making it sound like hey I've, my whole life has been no, I I very yeah. recently sort of let go of the past of I was holding on to stuff and, and what I found really interesting was um and I say holding on to it like I wanted to mm. it's not like I wanted to it was just buried deep in my psyche and I did hypnotherapy and sort of came face-to-face with some moments that happened, like, you know, 15 years ago. Right. And they were... Those moments were anchored, if you like, to my present-day behavior. So, for example, you going, oh, I'm sweating, talking about myself. That's not necessarily the you of today. It's actually probably a thing that happened to you years ago, right? That, like, maybe just growing up with your family where they don't speak about stuff. Mm. Then you... In a way, you're still anchored to that pr- uh, that past, even though presently you live in the UK. Your parents aren't around here; they're not like in the in the apartment.
0: I I'd agree with that. I definitely so yeah. How? Because I think I think it's difficult. It's like when you see old friends. Yeah. You know that when you see like people who knew you in the past, you immediately become who you were. Yeah, yeah. Everyone but, but that's everyone quite just nice, resumes though. roles.
2: But you, but isn't that nice?
0: I mean, not really, because like. It's it's kind of it's kind of like they did like a remake of the movie with the same actors, so it's like everyone's <laughs> doing the same thing. They just look older, you know? right? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, just, you mean. I'm just kind of like, no, I, I want a sequel. Like, I want, I want, you know, oh, I want I things see. to have changed. Oh, interesting.
2: Okay, I I actually really like your version better than mine because I well, guess for me, when I visit some of my friends from like the hometown sure. I grew up in, um, I actually would like to revisit uh, those moments like like a sort of nostalgic moment because um because i'm so far away from it that the idea of just having one day together where we just get to be silly
0: again i mean i don't i don't think that stops you from being silly and like nostalgic i just mean in terms of like everyone kind of resumes like where they were and, and like it just kind of feels quite rigid oh okay but the, the silliness kind of comes later you know like the silliness is just like hey remember that remember how we all used to and everyone's like ah, i remember you used to do that and then yeah, you yeah. kind of slip into it as oh, opposed to starting much there. nicer. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I guess I guess the reason I'm challenged by it is one of my really good friends um, became um, a police officer, and and through that he's experienced just death, rape, paedophiles, like just. C- and so over ten years of him being a police officer, right. I've seen him take on all of that weight. Yeah. Of 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 seeing the sort of horrors of of life. That when I go to his to just play video games, it's just <laughs> it's just harder because because understandably, like I still I love him and mm. and you know I'm thankful that he's it's people like him sort of exist to take on that job, but. Yeah, when I visit him, I just want to play some video games and, and fuck about. And you can see that his face is just
0: holding on to, like... Right, you just feel the pictures. weight. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Pictures and blood and guts. And Ugh. I'm like, oh, let's revisit when we were 15.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's something about, like, a police officer. Like, even if they're retired, even if they're not in uniform, like, there's just an, like, a type of eye. You know what I mean? They like, you just kind of can see it in how they look at everything. You're like, well, because- oh, you've... You've, like, had to, you've had to withdraw a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, I appreciate that. Imagine, but, but actually, imagine if, if I was like a a, a, a be, like a victim of, a, of some sort of abuse mm. and police officers come and like help me and they see my situation and then they start crying, I wouldn't have trust in those cops, <laughs> right? But they need to cry at some point. They need to go off and then maybe have a little cry, but... Yeah, if, if a doctor told me that I had cancer and then started crying with me, I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm going to yeah. die.
0: It's like, dude, you're supposed to be a professional. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why are you doing this to me?
2: So it is. it must be challenging for those people that have to have um, their face on. Actually, we can relate to it as comedians. People just expect us to always be funny.
0: Do you yeah, find that? I mean, I think... I find it weird that people kind of project more onto us. Like they always need to be funny around us. I think that's more... Oh, that's true. More prevalent than like them expecting me to be funny. They're just kind of like... Like they're kind of trying to throw jokes at you all the time. Like trying Uh, to to be like edgy. That's true. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't care. I don't care what you think. (laughs) I care what I think. Why do you think I do this job? (laughs) Like I don't need you to come in here. This is ridiculous. But wait, sorry. Just before we get into... We've never—I don't think I've ever gone this long into like a conversation without. I'm here with Eric Lampert.
2: Oh yeah, shit, we just went straight. Well, in. you
0: went heavy, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to stop it. I'm not. I'm not going to pull us out of here. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to trying to let conversations occur.
2: If I'm honest, I just—I forgot that we were on a podcast. I, just,
0: <laughs> I was just having a nice conversation with you, mate. Well, it was a nice conversation. I was just there, being like, "My God, I need to. <laughs> I need to fix myself. I'm <laughs> supposed so- to get that at the start of the conversation. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> just failing at Dave myself, but uh, I was just going to say lampair. I I appreciate that it is it is spelt lampair. I got to say, so like I, with yeah, a T. So I say
2: lampair, and yeah. the reason I don't say the final T is generally in France you don't say the last letter. Mm-hmm. Um And so because I'm born in France, I'll say it that way. But like in Belgium, yeah. like which is uh, where my hometown, the, the, the town. Uh, nearby my hometown was in Belgium that's the closest town so that's how far sure. north it is so in Belgium they'll say Lampert. they they'll say the T right. they'll put and the so, T in there yeah so I think there's different ways of saying it but, um, but I say lamb lamb pear. Pear. Yeah. I
0: was just going to say I really appreciate you doing the on all your online stuff you do you separate into two words that a dumb English speaker like me can say oh it helps like a lamb and a pear Yeah. Done.
2: I no. think if I, uh, if I ever do like a production company or a movie production company, yeah. it would be like uh, the lamb a lamb with like a pear's face. So
1: like, <laughs> a I don't lamb know what, with a pear's face. You What's know, the face you know, like, of a pear.
2: But you know like Columbia has like Lady Liberty holding that line. Oh, yeah, 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 universals yeah. that you know the earth spinning and stuff. Mm. My personal one, like Louis C.K.'s Pig Newton or something, which is, is just a pig with like sort of a judge's wig. Although, ah. I, don't know, I don't know how well this production company is doing now, but... Look, you got to
0: assume. <laughs> Maybe some low-budget stuff. <laughs> yeah, low-budget stuff. Uh, casting couch stuff. Oh, boy. but right. me um, <laughs> Louis, Louis C.K.
2: But lamb pear, I think I would see, like, it's like a, a cute lamb running, like, in a field, but it's got, like, a really weird f- f- head of a pear.
0: Have you thought about, like, pears for feet? It's got, like, four little feet. Oh,
2: pairs. so it's like stumbling around yeah, like, into a slaughterhouse. I've got all these pears.
0: Yeah,
1: okay.
2: I can't, I- I can't run. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know where the pear will be yet, but... Um, well, I'm glad
0: that you're thinking about it, though. These are the I'm, important
2: questions. I'm dreaming big, mate. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be big, big Hollywood star,
0: big kid. Big Hollywood star. I'm being my
2: own agent, and I'm like, hey, buddy, I yeah. trust
0: you. I mean, I like that every time you put on the French thing, you do the little, uh, the cigarette hold. I love
2: holding a fake cigarette.
0: Do you do, you do a real cigarette? I don't smoke real cigarettes. Don't no. smoke real cigarettes. Yeah, yeah I, I used to smoke real cigarettes and God, I miss it. Oh. It was beautiful. Yeah? The ability to leave any conversation.
2: I've never, so I've <sighs> smoked, I've smoked cigarettes before, but I've never understood what it does. So I've never actually uh, felt its presence in my body. Does that make sense? It
0: just kind of pumps you up a little bit, like gets you kind of, it's, it's, it's an It's an up and down. It like kind of, it relaxes you while energizing you. Oh well I you know? smoke
2: I smoke sativa joints. Ah. So I'm uh, I'm straight up uh, weed rolling uh, mm-hmm. no tobacco in it. So it's classic Green? no, classic no
0: spin. That's what we call tobacco and weed oh, in right. Australia. Is that right? Spin
2: oh yes none of that spin Do you have any spin no, no, no spin no, no. no spin
0: like, like an honest paper no spin yeah um. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm as
2: honest as I can be I'm Charlie Hebdo oh there we go um, there we go got a good French out.
0: reference there we go. finally some yeah. verification of your Frenchness <laughs> everyone's listening being like it doesn't fucking sound French this
2: yeah I, d- I don't sound it because um, it it's not very popular to sound foreign in this country
0: I mean at the moment I don't know if you've heard <laughs> Oh,
2: well, I've, I have I, I saw it coming when I was like 15. Really? Yeah. Oh, mate, I got bullied so much every day just because I was French. I used to speak, like said, a very strong accent. And, right. um, and I don't blame the kids that bullied me, but I'm guessing that they got their information from their parents, right? <laughs> and, you know, if, if back then I could, could be like, oh, one day they're going to get to vote. Yeah, you are. One like day <laughs> those kids are going to get to vote. Like,
0: they're, they're not going to just like my company. I think I know how this will go. Was yeah. it was this in London or was this somewhere, yeah, somewhere it was,
2: else? It was a Newmarket, uh, New Suffolk. Market. But, but, you know, that's where I moved to when I was 12. And, and it's not just a UK problem, if you like. Well, whenever I moved to a different country... I lived seven countries before the age of 12. So, right. whenever I moved around, I was always... The, the other one like, the, like know, the new kid
0: Army, circus what, what? Jockey So jockey. circus Oh, close like circus. circus would be the right <laughs> I was close, there we go Yeah, yeah, my dad's a jockey So Your dad's a jockey But you're yeah. a fucking the Tall
2: I guess. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, wow That's literally like That's uh, comedy 101 for me That's when
0: I started Right Making jokes about my dad oh, being a jockey I'm, gl- I'm glad I was right there My yeah. writing has not improved the <laughs> <laughs> Same <laughs> level <laughs> as you when you started like, Damn it <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: but don't get me wrong, it's, it, that, that bit of material is in, in this year's show, oh, just come. because it is, it's very much part of my identity. Right. Because, so, yeah. And also, here's the weird thing. It's only recently that I understood my dad was a sportsman. I saw him as like a, an, an actor.
0: An actor? Yeah, because,
2: <laughs> you know, like, like, a, like a model, right? He wears his little costumes, sure. right? And he gets on his prop, a horse, and then he parades in front of audiences. And I was like, oh, that's just theatre. And then when you start thinking about, like, football and tennis and stuff, that, that's just an audience watching a conflict happen. It's just theatre. Right? I
0: mean, this is spoken like someone involved in the theatre. Everyone else, uh, I,
2: I do believe that sport are just a type of theatre.
0: Everyone who like sport would just be like, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just sport without a ball and a score. It sucks. But it's still like a story, story, right?
2: And it's like, oh, so who told the story when they got the ball in the goal? Like, oh, well, it was Thierry uh, Henry. You're going. That's, that's you're my going reference Deep
0: down in acting, on Thierry Henry. Yeah, nice, there you go. Keep it, keep it current. You know, big, uh, big, <laughs> big sports fan. Big sports fan. I <laughs> oh own. yeah. Yeah, actually, that, that yeah. So you came when you were twelve, but seven 12, yeah. seven countries before you were twelve. So you were just around. I was around. I moved around a lot. What, what are you? What, give me your top three of the seven countries. Where oh, South
2: Africa was hands down one of my favorite places as a kid. South Africa. What? Yeah. What
0: time was this in South Africa? What kind of um, what kind of years are we talking?
2: I think 10, 11. But so, like I, so one thing, one thing. Well, is I like, don't remember. Wouldn't that my have been memory?
0: like apartheidy, like around that time? Would it have been that would have been broken down, or so would it have just broken as a, down?
2: As a kid, I think just broken down. But as uh-huh. a kid, I didn't fully really know what was going on. Right, oh, of course like not. Uh, so, apartheid wasn't really part of my zeitgeist, especially because yeah. you know I didn't grow up in South Africa. So, but oh. we did stay with a family that um, had this woman called Gloria who had her own house. Uh, as part of the property where we ended up staying with. sure. And back then, I didn't see any of that going on, right? She was equally part of the family in terms of like her kids and her spent Christmas with us and and the family that we were staying with. And it's only sort of recently that I was like, uh, someone told me this when I was doing a Johannesburg Comedy Festival and I was just talking of my experience uh, as a kid. And they were like, but you know that her name wasn't actually Gloria, right? And I was like, what, what do you mean? He was like, well, they just gave her a white name. Just like Nelson Mandela's, not actually Nelson. And I was like, um, oh, shit. Uh, and so it was little things like that, that, you know, v- visually speaking, she was equally part of m- my family at the time. But now I go, "Yeah, oh yeah, her house was actually smaller. And it was on their property. And, yeah, she did do a lot of work for us.
0: And so it was... <laughs> It was just putting it all together. Like. Yeah. And and a, and the she definitely had to go to her. And sl- there was like the work around her. <laughs> and she wore an outfit. Or oh, no outfit? Was there like anything kind of. No,
2: no, no. She she just looked like she lived there, but, but was in the cleaning other it. And, and cooking and stuff like that. Right. And so it was really as, interesting. I wouldn't. As a kid, I didn't put two and two yeah. together. I just thought, oh, I'd really love her. She's, She's really always nice. taking care of me and stuff, <laughs> and uh, so I really like Gloria. Yeah, she used to make me peanut butter and jam sandwiches, mate. I loved her. Love Gloria. Still love her. <laughs> I just don't. I just you know, it's th- those are distant memories. Yeah. Um, because as a kid, I'm not going to keep track of like where I was. I just sort of followed my parents around. Right. So like those. That's, those just, was
0: that? Has that kind of made you more? i don't know international i guess because i feel like the more that i do this podcast the more that i talk to people from around the world like i'm Mm. like oh no like i am quite australian like but when you're there and just around you don't really think about it and then you're just kind of like oh i know i am yeah well until until you get out of your own bubble it's very
2: hard to even imagine other bubbles exactly but
0: so as a kid like you didn't have a bubble you were just uh, kind of on the racing bubble.
2: It was constant chaos, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and, but, but by chaos, I don't mean that I was feeling any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, as a kid, I didn't know any different. So I, I grew up just moving around all the time. So when I say that I lived in seven countries, mm-hmm. that is in a way a lie. In that I lived in Belgium way longer than any of the other countries. Mm-hmm. But the amount of memories that I've actually got in my head... That I feel I have access to. Because ultimately, you know, it's a hard drive, right? So you could... There's way more memories technically of in Belgium than there is of everywhere else. But the amount of... Like like going to South Africa, it was so much new stimuli Mm. that my brain was like, keep all of this. Keep all of this. And so the amount of memories I have in South Africa... Equal or maybe more than in Belgium because Belgium was a bit like France and a bit like Germany kind of thing. You know, and, and they all kind of blended where stuff was really blended out. Being like, yeah. this
0: was this crazy experience. There was Gloria. There was oh mate, completely there was different landscape. Nat- I
2: mean, nature wise, yeah, because I, exactly. so I didn't go to school during that time. So my parents was like, just go like Mowgli. They're like, just go go play in nature. <laughs> and and I love my. Pa- I tell you what, my parents got in so much trouble for always taking me out of school and uh, and. The teacher, you know the, the school you know would send them letters and stuff, mm. and then they were like, he's he's going to learn from other countries, he's going to learn from like just being
0: out of school. The, there's value like, in seeing and experiencing all this stuff. Yeah, and there really there really was. Yeah, uh,
2: you know Leonardo da Vinci talks about it. He goes, uh, you know, really the best way to learn is through experience. You know, you can you can read about other people's works in books, but mm. until you actually experience it, you don't really know. You know, you can read what being drunk is like, but until but you're drunk,
0: you don't really know. You don't really know. I I I, got, I remember this there's like a saying, it's like a, an idiot doesn't learn from their mistakes. Like a smart person learns from their mistakes and right. a genius learns from the mistakes of others. And I don't really agree with it. I I think that if you <laughs> get to a, if you
2: get to a genius point, uh then you must have gone through the intelligent point and and therefore you will have made mistakes. Mm. Um
0: it's just you stop making. And actually, start.
2: and actually, oh, that is, I, I, I understand the quote. R- mm. Repeat that last thing again. The,
0: the genius? genius learns from the mistakes of others.
2: The mistakes from others.
0: So it's like, it's like about, like, you read about these oh. things and you learn from these people that aren't you. Like, you don't have to go through the experience. Uh,
2: I guess that, well, that, I guess there is an element of truth to that, right? Mm. If, if, if you can see people making mistakes and you can learn f- from that no, as well. don't do that. But also, I think it, once you get to a certain point where you don't even see mistakes as mistakes, because
1: mm. w-
2: mistakes are human, right? We, we do them. Oh, we need and, them. And so, you know, if you do learn from them, then it's almost not a mistake. It's actually a, a gift, if you like, right? <laughs> uh, in, in a, do, you, do you understand what I mean? Is that if you do learn from it, then actually it's not a mistake. It's a lesson. Sure. And so then, if you can actually twist that, then you never really make any mistakes because you're constantly improving yourself and bettering yourself from those moments.
0: Look, I I agree with you intellectually, right? But personally, <laughs> I I I can't I can't stand it. <laughs> It say it seems like I'm just looking at like one of those you know energy salt lamps. You know, well, what like, me? This is good for you. Like this is healthy. Oh, right, right. Just exposure to this. Yeah, it's, it's I think living
2: in LA has certainly uh, opened me up to. I was
0: I was gonna say this is not a you do not have a British perspective. No, not at all. And
2: <laughs> and I have to say it, it, I am being challenged by living uh, here every now and
0: then. So well, like I I like life between the two
2: because in LA. They are quite mad, all of them. I
0: agree. Like scary. Like you go to like just what would be like a kind of pretty ramshackle kind of dinery thing. Yeah, but they'll have activated charcoal lemonade there. Yeah, like what? Yeah,
2: so already the just life out there is just madness and constant. (laughs) Again, constant chaos. One of the reasons why I actually quite like it there because things actually change really quickly. They move on very quickly, and so I quite thrive. I thrive in it. But what I mean by madness is that. Um. Firstly, it's quite a desperate city, especially for our business, entertainment and business. Everyone's the, kind the of arts. always on, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, the Uber drivers, man, you get, they get their pitch. Yeah. You get in they, the back of an Uber. I, I know a, I know a guy's whole life story. Yeah. Everyone's impressive. got their story to tell, yeah.
2: And so, it's, um, it's definitely challenging out there. But one thing I do like, it doesn't mean that everyone is honest about it, but everyone has a smile on their face. Mm. Some of them do put it on, and that's where people say that, people in LA are fake to but, first, but, but yeah. you know so many people say that when they've been there for like five days and it's like well actually if you live there for three years like me mm. there's 19 million people in the great Los Angeles area if all of them are fake that is insane <laughs> right it's just that maybe you've met some people while going on that trip that have given you the illusion of this fakeness especially when if you so in the UK that was very much my depression and anxiety years, right? So if mm. someone smiled at me in the streets, I my thought my thoughts would be, "Why the fuck are you smiling? <laughs> what have you got to <laughs> smile about? Life is just a p- series of miserable events, right? But then you, you know, it's Lem-
0: just, lemony snicket series of unfortunate events. Yeah, basically, it's just oh, what that's, are you smiling for? I mean, I think, mean,
2: lo- but but when you go over there, then you know you can actually, if you look at people's eyes, you can tell if they're actually smiling. And, and I actually like it
0: out there. I mean so so do I like I want I want to get more into this soon you right? but I want to bring you back a little bit. Oh let's bring it right back a little bit a little bit so you the Fran- the France thing do you still yeah. do you still feel French? Is that still part of your because you just went like you went quite young you know
2: so I felt French as soon as Brexit happened
0: because right so it was kind of put on you.
2: yeah because oh, um, yeah. because my passport's French. Sure. So, uh, you know, listen to the way I sound. Uh, I grew up with Alan Partridge. You know, I I am British. Mm. Ultimately, that's how I felt. And um, yeah, even though I'm just this white male European and it's not really in a way going to affect me, as as so many people have said to me, Mm. right? Um, No, it was kind of a slap in the face. Uh, this is where i did my schooling this is where i went to university this is where i started paying my taxes if you like you know as an adult yeah. the, the, i i ultimately am british and then when brexit happened it did feel a little bit like a fuck you and
0: and are you, are you able to get citizenship like is that something that's like um, open to you i'm not saying that you want to but so just like it's
2: it's something that i didn't really consider until recently Mm. Because um, you
0: never needed to, right? Like because I never, exactly. I never needed yeah. to. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, and so my dad is English, so there is a way of doing it, but there is, you know, it costs a bit of money to do it, mm. and right now I don't necessarily have the money to spend on that, especially when we don't even know what's going to happen with Brexit. Potentially, uh, something could happen, and they'll be like, "Well, your French passport's still valid." To work and i mean I don't, I don't we no one knows what brexit is no, no so knows. i am not going to spend money in something that nobody knows what it is well you know, you know no insane.
0: I, got, I got like a bunch of european comedians on like, as in like yeah. continental uh you know cold breakfast yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah got them on yeah and to talk about this i think like four months ago right and no one knew it was happening like no one knew it was happening but they knew what was happening more than they do now right even though no one knows what's happening still right you know that's the level like i think other people outside of the uk like fail to grasp that no one knows anything no one knows even you like affected by it you talk to british people who are very politically aware and they're like we no one knows
2: yeah so it's one of the reasons why i don't really even read about brexit there's just no point because it's just this this it's it's not even chaos in a way, it's just oh. a soup of shit, right? <laughs> and, I, and I won't drink it until someone tells me what kind of shit it is. Yeah. And 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 actually, living in America, you know, uh, I've just been away from the zeitgeist of the UK, so I've not really kept in touch with what's happened. And because I have a green card, that's now where I'm going to live. You know, it's uh, that that's my home. Yeah. There. And uh, and politically speaking, you know they have got Trump. It's not it's equally <laughs> they've shambolic. Got, they've but, got their own issues. Yeah. But but because you know, America is let's say the size of Europe, mm. um, th- life out there, let's say in California, it's it's not like Trump is constantly in your face. Well, Brexit, it sort of feels like every day you see a bit about Brexit. Brexit on the t- Twitter and Brexit on TV and comes.
0: Um, It's completely destabilized the current government, so it's always brought up. Like even though it's got, it's not really about Brexit, it's kind of about Brexit because it's like, how are you know the Tories gonna stay? Like if they do stay, who's it gonna be? Like what's their position? Oh man. So so yeah. So since then, um, I was like, oh, French passport. That's exactly what I am. I'm French.
2: French. Uh, And and you know English is my third language. This is my third accent. So I am tempted to just change the accent.
0: Just go American.
2: Yeah, just mess it up. Mess around with it. Why not? You, you I'm, an, I'm an actor, right? So I can just I can mess it up whenever I want.
0: But is your is your current accent natural? Like, is this what you'd say is like this your is what, default? Yeah, this is my default. How you is it is it how you sound in your head? I've always think that's like an accent. Like, um, like with you know, you're thinking in this in this voice. Um, like the outside voice, inside voice.
2: Yeah, I think um I think Finally, I've s- sort of aligned my outside personality with my inner personality. Sure. You know, we, we do put on um, a sort of front when, you know, sometimes we hide the way we think. Mm. While now there's there's a nice balance between how I sound inside and how I sound outside. That's cool. So that that's, sounds, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice moment. But also, you know, it's very natural for minds to have multiple Personalities. people are mm. quite scared to explore that, but actually, no. Um, it's very natural for you. For example, humans are around to sort of solve puzzles, right? You right. know, we, we have to like, oh, there's a problem where well, we can fix it, you know, like, and, and, and therefore, you need to have at least two voices in your head to have a question, an answer, and a debate, right? So that's why we, we sometimes have these conversations in our heads, these mm. thoughts, but they are always this two way conversation.
1: So does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So therefore, like, uh, you then do develop these different, if you like, personalities to be able to solve problems. Mm. You know, you observe something as someone and then someone will, another voice will sort of think of an idea and then another voice will counter that. Now, all of this is you. It's your own th- thoughts, D- different facets of your personality. But it's just it's just a la- it's just accessing different ways to look at a problem, and and those different uh, voices, if you like, or different way of thinking, kind of are different personalities. I mean, I'm not a neuroscientist, so no, don't take my I mean, word that, for it. But
0: that's an just, interesting way to look at it. You're kind of looking at it as multiple personalities within the brain, whereas I'd say it's like multiple facets yeah. of my personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same result. Right. Just right. like you know the you know the. The conservative and the liberal voices in your head. you know, yeah, yeah. Like ev- Everyone's got that. Everyone's been like, yeah, no, everyone should come in. It seems great over here. Like, just get them over here. And it's right. like, but then where will they live? And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, you, t- you totally Sorry, conservative need conservative it. head voice.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Republican and Democrat at, 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 at its core. Mm. Because Republicans ultimately, what they want, and I say Republicans, conservatives alike sure. as well, right? Is ultimately is pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Yeah, right? small government, no it's interference. Just get on with it, mm. right? And there is an element of truth to that. No one's actually going to really pull you out of your own well. It's you that's got to climb out of it, right? Mm. You've got to be the hero of your own journey. But I like what Democrats and you know the other side have to say, which is, but if you can't, we'll give you a helping hand.
0: Yeah. Right? If you're and still stuck in the well, you've yeah, got a ladder. Then we'll
2: help you because some people are born in the well and some people just fell in it. Right. <laughs> so 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 there's that delicate balance where we, we kind of need both to to do it. But for some reason lately both US, UK and I'm sure other people, other places around the world, that gap between the two has got so much bigger. Mm. That everyone's just lost. it's like, let's just go back to make it simple. Just go back to simplicity.
0: Yeah, you know? I definitely that's that's an interesting way to put it because I I think like a lot of the time the parties I mean, I I can speak only from like Australia, British, American, right? Like the parties are quite similar in like what they actually will do, but it's like the rhetoric around that, like the speech around that, has just gotten like so much further apart. You know, so it's like we're actually got like variations on the same theme here in terms of policy, but the way we're talking about it, we look like two fucking different genres of music. You know, just like it's just not even close. Um, I. I don't know. Just, just because, like, based on
2: some of the things that I've heard, right. it's, it's, it's not actually, they're not even talking the same language. They, they, their desires are different. Right. You know, you look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm. she is speaking for the masses, certainly the, more, the less privileged masses, which is the large population, the large mm. majority of them. Of course. Um, but then a the large majority of that population doesn't really read for example, or, without or like, sounding like a dick. Yeah, a lot of the people don't really care and, and so they go for like the cheaper newspapers which is weirdly run by the richest of them all. Yeah. So obviously, they're, they're, all the information they get is then oh, man. they're it's, shooting themselves in the foot.
0: Yeah, it's people are definitely voting against their interests. Like, so you look at... Which,
2: you find, which is fascinating but if you don't know different... If you're buying the cheaper newspaper, you're not gonna like. If you if you've got like a family of five to run and you're one job and stuff, you're struggling to even put food on the table. You're not gonna buy the Guardian, right? You're gonna yeah. buy the fucking Sun. It's ten p. Go through the it's got editorial, tits in it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's you know you have you've got such a hard life. Uh, you know what? I just want to see some tits on page three. And you can't even have that anymore. <laughs> uh, I want a pint now. So like, <laughs> life is really hard for, the, for people that are just at the bottom. Yeah, And they haven't got time to read. Like, I am so lucky that I actually have just so much time that I'm able to really reflect on both sides.
0: See, I think you we know? have too much time to read. I think that's our thing. We're the, we're the f- further, you know? He talks to about stuff. Can you believe what they're doing? And everyone's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, right, You've right. gone way too deep yeah, yeah, into yeah. like the internet discussion on this <laughs> issue. And you're like, yeah, shit, sorry. You become like the crazy person, you know? Oh, I mean, I, I agree. The, yeah. it's,
2: uh, we, if we don't spend our time valuably, valuably?
0: That's
1: yeah, a word. Valuably, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, uh, then it's very easy for us to get lost and down the rabbit hole.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Any, every day. On every train, every bus, you can yeah. just lose yourself in there. I pop I out actually, the other end, being yeah. like, "Yeah, maybe the earth is hollow. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure." <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to write a
2: journal every day um, to keep track of my thoughts and make sure that I always realign towards what I was originally thinking. Because that's smart. Not, not not that I'm not able to change and involve my thinking, but some days, you know, depending on if I've had like a good diet and exercise or water and stuff like that, some days I'll, maybe I'm just tired and I'll start thinking of kind of weird thoughts that will just drag me, you know, down the sort of depression or anxiety route and I have to go, Hey, come on. Come on, mate. Yeah. Just write, write that down. And what's nice is I write down those thoughts. Even those dark thoughts I'll have, I'll write them down and then I'll go, why are you thinking that? Oh, well, because of this. And then I go, and, and what's really nice is I've got to the point where as I'm writing, I'm just writing whatever comes first in my head. Mm. And that is actually my subconscious reaching out to me, sure. if you like. And so I, my, I remember I was writing in my journal and um, what I was writing was like, and I'm exhausted because I've done this and I've done that. And, and if I was if I actually read between the lines, mm. what I was saying was, I'm exhausted. I haven't taken a day off, because with our job, bec- certainly with, for me, I'm, I actually don't know your schedule, but sure. because we don't have a boss that says, come in Monday to Friday, nine to five, right? we actually have to make our own schedule, mm-hmm. and certainly in the past, I was a bit of a workaholic, I, I got lost in my job, so I didn't have to think about my identity that I hated, Right. <laughs> but, so I would just really work all the time, That I'd be working Monday to Sunday, and I was constantly working, constantly. And if, and if on...
0: you don't have work, there's nothing more terrifying, right? Like yeah, that's... but then I, but
2: I always made my own work. So I'd always write something. I'd always, oh, okay. I'd always be doing something.
0: I just get that thing when I see like a hole at the end of the week in a calendar and you're like, oh no.
2: Oh yeah, I just fill it. So I used to just constantly fill it. But, but the thing is, I constantly filled it. So I never took a bit of time off to just go for a walk and have a nice juice you know <laughs> nice ju- juice you know thanks for the juice that you made me by the way it's true so uh, I now have again it's, if life is about balance I now finally just take some time off go to the museum or something yeah and I see a movie yeah go, just go do something just to chill out just and not think about work and, and what was nice was that the journal kept me on track and I see how very easily it is to go down a rabbit hole hmm if you, because if you go to bed not having thought about your thoughts that day, yeah. then you'll wake up still thinking about it. And then you just snowball. It snowballs right into like... And then 10 years later, you're going, "What? what how did I get here? Oh, because I had once a thought that actually wasn't right. <laughs> well, if you just write down and you can then... Go, oh, there's actually some truth to that. I'll explore it some more tomorrow. Or you explore it and you're like, oh, maybe I'm just thinking this because I'm tired. So this is not important. Exactly.
0: This isn't real. You know that thing where you get home and you're tired and you're like, there's an issue. Right. Just like you're just ma- like magic an issue out. And yeah, then, yeah. then you wake up, like, so like if you say, you ever message someone tired? Just oh, send for them sure. that it's message. Da- just dangerous. Like, Honestly, man, like I didn't want to say anything, blah, 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 blah. And then you wake up in the morning, you just message them again, being like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't yeah. have said anything. Yeah, I yeah. just was tired. That's all. I didn't realize. It's like it's like my my girlfriend. This is, this is gonna sound stereotypical, but it's not. Just like she'll she'll get her period and she'll just be like a little bit heightened. Yeah, right? of course. Because that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. menstrual cycle. But she always like forgets that that's happening. So like after like the first day, she's just kind of like a bit, you know, angry and just like I, a bit just freaking out. And then yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, just, and I'll be like, Have you got your like aren't, aren't you on your period now? Because like she tells me because we've got an honest relationship. No, it's good. And then yeah, I'm just yeah. like, you, didn't you just say you got your period yesterday? And she's like, you're absolutely right. And then it does she's help. Fine.
2: And, and it, yeah, I, me and my ex-wife, we used to do that as well. And mm. it was really helpful because, um, she used to have like some, you know, some some bad ones. Yeah. And uh, and before I would struggle with them. I I wasn't strong enough to just listen. You know, like just to just you know she would say some things to me sometimes and i'd be like where is this coming from (laughs) but once i knew that like she was just going through some tough time i was just like if if i knew that she was on the period yeah so we kept it like i I sort of tried to keep track of it as well myself sure because if she forgot then at least i knew right and then whatever she was dealing with i'd be like i'll make you a cup of tea Right, like, you know, like not that I shouldn't, not that like when she's not in a period, fucking make your own cup of tea. <laughs> but what I mean was that I was just slightly more aware of it. So then I was like, okay, she's just going for Well, it's just tough time.
0: It's like yeah, it's like a, it's a physical thing that some. That some people I yeah, have no mental, idea what it is. Yeah, it has like some people has a mental effect. Some people I'm sure are like much worse, or like much more extreme than others. Like but but we, we can but
2: we can even we can even get a slither of it right so and and obviously we can't get to like what a period feels like but if uh, we feel tired we know that it affects our thinking well, so well, imagine that but heightened exactly but it you it. like
0: forget about it because not like in front <laughs> of your face bang <laughs> um, no because yesterday I was just trying to like work on my show and just like really trying to like sit and write and think yeah and it just wasn't going well and then my girlfriend like <laughs> called me twice and i was just a dick both times yeah, yeah And she was just like what is wrong with you and i'm like look sorry it's just the writing I, I didn't mean any of that i apologize like and i at least i've got all day i'm like thinking about the writing because like it's part of my job yeah Whereas like for her like she has to keep working and like do everything like nothing's happening yeah, yeah so yeah, obviously yeah. it's easy for her to forget like, oh, shit, maybe these two things are related. Right, right, right You know, right. whereas for me, it's just such a clearer link, I think. But well,
2: as, you know, men are very logical in their thinking.
0: I mean, we have to be, right? It's the only way to backwardly justify all the weird shit that you do. You ever done that? Just like... Well, yes, Just in hindsight, justification? Like, well, this is obviously what happened.
1: Well,
2: we do that to then excuse ourselves. Of course. I
0: find. Uh, but, but
2: again, I I'm new to this thinking. It's not like... I so I did hypnotherapy in November December of in LA 2018. Oh, yeah. Uh it was actually an online thing. An online so, hypnotherapy. Yeah, so, so I started in LA and I continued in the UK. I was able to just travel around with it. Yeah. And uh uh it definitely went to the root of my problems. So mm. I I used to I used to snap. I used to get like angry. I mm. used to cry you know like and there's nothing wrong with those emotions sure like, i still feel them now but now they sort of go through as a way of like control i have control of them mm. before i didn't have any control it would just ah if i'm annoyed ah, just come out yeah it was and i was a, like a magnifying glass of emotions so i was quite heightened and uh when i finally realized that it was all from my past then i was mm. like oh, i've got to take responsibility i've got to do this and so i i decided to do hypnotherapy since then i've had control of all those moments so mm. it's it, it is interesting that you know when i was dealing with like m- negative mental health stuff that um i it felt like i had no control over like my Im- like my impulse to just argue back sure snap back like fuck leave me alone i'm working shit ah <laughs> you know like and it, it, i just thought oh it's just part of the human condition that's just how we all are, but I think once you can. This is my own story, by the way. This yeah, is, it's once once I went to the root of my issue, which I could not have done without therapy. I think it, you you know you need someone to just guide you out a little bit sometimes.
0: Well, I I think that's like a great like American thing. Like I think America more than any other place has kind of helped to normalize therapy.
2: Yeah, and I think it's it's helpful. It's and and, and what is therapy but just you know, it's been going on for years. You know, people's therapists used to be their priests or their or their yogis or their okay. sufis or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, so rabbi,
0: a good rabbi, yeah, good they rabbi. Counsel.
2: That's what that's what it is. You know, and mm. it's. I think, you know, from an outside perspective, when people see religion and it's like, oh, they just forgive you every Sunday, today. You know, like it's that's. So then mm. it's. But if you honestly make a mistake and and it you feel shit about it. You know, it's nice to then talk about it. And then someone goes, mate, you made a mistake. You clearly feel shit about it. Just let it go. And,
0: you know, like... To, to have th- someone else saying that. Yeah. And then, and, then,
2: and then obviously, you, you know, taking responsibility and then apologizing for it. And, mm. and if you genuinely mean the apology, right, then their reaction shouldn't even matter. Hopefully mm. they'll accept it, but maybe they're angry. And so, mm. you know, you move on. But as long as you genuinely mean the apology, then it means that you're not holding on to it in your brain. And I think that's something that's quite important. Certainly in today's society, we are all fighting one another. And it's like, what you, sorry, what are you fighting about? What what are you angry about? What are you really angry about? Yeah. Your parents? I mean... It's probably your parents, probably right? Your parents. Every time I see like a, a sort of a trophy hunter, I'm like, sorry, who are you killing there? Your mum or your dad? <laughs> That's how, that's how it feels. Oh like, man,
0: that is a good way to put it. I like
2: that. So it's a you know once you just let go and just go, mate. Fucking shit
0: happens. Mm. Well, do you, do you I, think being in LA is like kind of crucial to your realization with this, or is it more like tied into your relationship? Whole, I think
2: the whole journey has been. You know, if it's very difficult for me to really pinpoint mm. where something happened, if you like, right? You know, yes, it started in LA, but before I moved to LA. I was there, and because I was there, because of this, and I was there because of that, and sure. so you know you can keep. Um, it's it's an interesting, it's interesting when you realize that your identity is just a series of events that weren't in your control, right? And yeah, and once you realize that, then you're like, okay, whoa, that's cool, and uh, and so then it's very easy to forgive some of the things that happened in your past. Um, if if you, you know,
0: admit that there's no control.
2: To to a certain extent, right? So, um, firstly, anything that happens to you as a kid, uh, you you weren't in control because your parents weren't, or your in guardians, or or, or or the glo- lack of guardians, or Gloria, or whatever, or Gloria, around. all of that, you know, all mm. of these people, and your prefrontal cortex, the control panel to your brain, so the the part that deals with complex thinking and stuff, mm. that takes twenty five years to develop, so everything that happens to you in that 25 years, good and bad, certainly traumatic moments, Mm. are ingrained in that network of neurons. And so your identity of today will be driven by the things that happened in the first 25 years. So it then requires some rewiring on your part to then decide to change. At some point, you have to go okay that wasn't in my control that wasn't my fault mm. but i'm now an adult like it, when i was 32 and i still am <laughs>
1: but i'm I speak of it like an old
2: it's, it's interesting i've never said it like that but it's i there is very much an old me uh, before hypnotherapy right and the reason i got hypnotherapy was because my wife was like you need mothering and i was like what do you mean and she was like, Well, you know, and she, she sort of excused it. She was like, Well, it makes sense. You were abandoned when you were 15 and you became homeless, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I I've, I've totally sort of forgot about that, if you like, because I was trying to sweep it under the carpet.
0: Well, yeah, you'd be not, you'd be moving on with your life. You're like, I'm not a, yeah, yeah. a homeless 15 year old. I'm a professional comedian. I'm in movies. Yeah. You know? But, yeah.
2: but that, that moment was very much ingrained in my identity. And so, uh, for example, if me and my wife were having an argument, you know, I would really struggle with it because I had ab- abandonment issues. And so mm. then the argument was always came from for, for me specifically, it became an argument because I was scared of losing her rather right. than just having a conversation it or was always or just about listening. Her
0: leaving, yeah, even yeah. if it was about anything. Right, right. <laughs> just so, constantly what, you're gonna leave? Fine, just go. And yeah. she's like, but I was just And I've done about I've
2: said that plenty of times. Oh, it's too hard for you? Well then go and and that was right. my defense mechanism kind of thing and it's yeah. it's interesting that um um when she said that and i felt terrible cuz i you know I, I really did i still do love love her mm. um and, and it sucked cuz i was like man i really married in the hopes that it could potentially be forever forever <laughs> yeah. you know and no it was I fucked up again and don't get me wrong like she also made mistakes you know right it was a two-way street but I'm not gonna spend my life going she did this I at some point I was like you know what this was a failed relationship and the relationship before that was quote-unquote failed if you like and actually it was because some of the behaviors I was doing in this relationship I also did in that relationship therefore some of this has to be on me you know i have to take some responsibility here yeah and so when i finally did i noticed a lot of changes and it was um it was really interesting
0: just in how you've approached have you found been in a relationship since
2: no i actually don't want to right and and that's another thing before i I didn't realize this but i was jumping from one relationship to another Mm. and it's only with a bit of hindsight i go man was i scared of just being alone
0: I mean, I, I was think like, I was desperate for love. I was desperate for it. If if your parents abandoned you, I think that would be a pretty natural.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that, so I agree with that. It's not like it's not like look at look at him. Look at the old Eric and the way he was behaving. No, I understand where it came from, but I also now understand that um, my behaviors and my thoughts were driven by the horrible moments of my life, and but actually now it's only now like for example i uh last year before hypnotherapy um a friend of mine she um she asked me about my childhood and i was like oh okay i'll share yeah and and i sort of shared a little bit about it mm. and t- told her about being homeless at 15 and stuff and when i was talking about that at university where people are getting to know each other and stuff i was mm. like i was 20 so i was like oh yeah like when I moved to the university, 14th of September, 2006. The reason I remember that is because I opened the door to my dorm and I was like, oh, I've got a bed." Because for about four years, I just didn't have a bed. I was constantly just living, you know, what, just out of a bag.
0: In in the UK? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Is and just just constantly going from one place to another, like just still attending school? Or yeah, just? still doing school as well. Ah. And so um, I was like, oh, I've got a bed." And, you know, at the time, it didn't really make me sad. I was like, oh, finally. You know, I've worked really hard to get here. Yeah. But then talking to some other students and stuff, and they were like, where'd you come from? I was like, oh, I did this, did that. And, and then I told them about being homeless. All of them would feel so sad that I then was like, well, oh, wow, is that bad? And I then sort of took on this victim role, role that I didn't realize I was doing. Mm. And I was like, whoa, everyone's sad. Maybe I should be sad. Maybe, oh, Maybe it is bad.
0: Right. So, but like they kind of informed the way that you yeah, felt about it. Yeah, yeah. They were like, it, you should be sad. And you're like, okay. Yeah. so I'm I didn't, sad. Yeah, yeah. So I just
2: <laughs> took this on, which was really weird. And then this, uh, yeah, this, last year, this friend, she was like, oh, wow, that's really brave. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, like that little kid was 15 years old mm. and got you out. And now you make movies in Hollywood. Mm. That kid got you there. And that was such a massive realization because mm. I, get to, I get to enjoy and reap the rewards of what a 15-year-old homeless kid did, right? Right. So once I look at it like that with some distance, I'm like, fuck it out.
1: <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ, 15-year-old Eric. Good for you. Good job, buddy. And so now, all of a sudden, just like this, the memory of something that caused me pain actually just, I was like,
0: whoa. Now it's a positive memory. Yeah, oh, mate.
2: You badass right and that that has really changed my life uh just just looking at bad moments in my life and actually just going okay let's spin this mm. let's just spin it like same memory but what why you know what how, what can i learn from it
0: just different perspective. Yeah, yeah 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 it's so interesting but yeah, and, and just all online, like online was sufficient. Online,
2: online hypnotherapy. That's uh, that's the
0: most like 2019 shit ever. Yeah, yeah. I do my hypnotherapy online.
2: And uh, what was really interesting is that, uh, so this hypnotherapist is called Marissa Peer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do recommend her if you want to check her out. And um, online, the way she does it is just guides you into a deep state of relaxation. Mm-hmm. And once you're there, um, she'll say something like, Think of a time in your childhood that caused you pain. Mm. Everyone's got one, sure, right? And you might think of one now, but when you're in deep state of relaxation, you might think of another. And whichever mm. one comes first is essentially the one that you deal with, right. right? And and then she guides you into the the memory, and just essentially. She, I mean, I can't explain it exactly, but she finds that she does her job, <laughs> which is to... So is it to like a
0: Skype thing? Is she there with you or is it like a pre No, pre-recorded? no it's, a, it's, a, it's
2: pre-recorded. Right. Uh, and it's really interesting. You know, you stick the headphones on, make sure the doors close so you've got like peace and quiet and on you your bed. you just do it. You just do it yourself. I and that, that's,
0: I think that's a cool thing because like, I think one of the things I would struggle with with any kind of therapy is like, going through the door you know like being in the place you don't even but have if to you talk you can do it in your own that's the beauty is home. that you
2: don't even have to talk when you do this mm. online version because essentially she talks to you she guides you to 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 deal and f- come face to face with whatever demons you're dealing with mm. and and if you have to sort of respond you're just responding to yourself in your head so no. it's it's a very nice way of doing therapy because it means he, like you said you don't have to
0: yeah removes that stigma removes that yeah. act from it I guess it's like yoga I, I can never bring myself to go to a yoga class but I'll more than happily do some yoga with a YouTube guide at home no, but that's okay but yeah. you, know, you know what I mean like I'm not it's it's still not like great but like that kind of setup is useful for certain things and for, for sure. certain people like me who are well Bo Burnham's you know. got a
2: great sort of joke in, uh, in one of his songs where uh you know i'm too self con- uh I, I go to the gym because i'm self conscious about my body mm. but i'm too self conscious about my body to go to the gym <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Some, something like that and, yeah. and it, there is an element of truth to that that when I first started going to the gym, I was just so sort of skinny and pale and all of that. <laughs> that I was like oh I don't like this place was and it, was I this felt, in LA you started going to the gym yep, yep. nice um, there we go Keep but now it but now I actually don't even go to the gym I do an app because I'm right. actually more comfortable exercising at home on my own with an app um, because I don't require that connection with other people because I get it Somewhere else, like yoga's great in case you know you feel alone in the world. So then you can actually do this exercise as a group, and you're all Mm. doing the same thing, and you're breathing together, and it's quite sweet.
0: I I actually I'm a big fan of the gym at home thing as well. I don't know if you can see. There's some kettlebells in the corner, so I do I do my stuff
1: at home. Well, I saw your body. I was like, this guy clearly works out.
0: Thank you, thank you. Very skinny (laughs) boys giving each other compliments. That's where (laughs) we're at right now. Uh, But no, I I think one thing that uh, a lot of people use, they go to the gym because Like, they need a place to go in order to exercise because they used to go into the office, which is where they work. Right. Whereas, like, we kind of work anywhere. So, like, the gym thing, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll just work out anywhere. Like, we don't need to go to a venue in order to...
2: I I agree. But there is also that sense of community that, that we lack. So, certainly I did because we can work at home mm. and we work on ourselves. You know, we, we, we write material about ourselves or our way of thinking and stuff. That it's a very insular job. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, if anything, it, it is important for people like us to to go to places where there's other people.
0: Yeah, that's true. You can get a little isolated. Yeah. You can get, you know, into the hollow earth, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. That's <laughs> that thing. Just get deep in that conspiracy theory terrifying <laughs> i was I was gonna say with the with the homer stuff like we we obviously don't need to go into that um but do you think the kind of british stiff upper lip thing kind of informed like the fact that you just kind of were like no being homeless is fine what are you talking about i'm just i'm just surviving uh um, because i think that's a real part of the culture here like you know they complain about like the weather they don't complain about actual shit you know Uh, Okay, agreed, for example, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday,
2: Mm. that um, a lot of British people say sorry, sorry all the time. Yeah. And they say sorry when, like, they bump into each other, right? Accidents happen but they won't say sorry for actual shit that happens. No, right? never for and colonialism. So, so I find that, Yeah, like, for example, like, I get the, you know, like, some people just say, oh, you know, well, it wasn't my fault. I wasn't around. Yeah. No, you, you don't actually have to apologize for it. Just acknowledge that it happened. I'd be
0: mindful of it. Yeah. To, look, like, any degree. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just kind of like, what are you talking um, about? Check out our museum. It's free.
2: Homelessness does exist in every single country, so I, yeah. I don't... It's not a British thing, and it happened to me when I was 15, so... I, I did have it wasn't the kind of homeless where I was on the streets mm. even though like there was a couple of moments where I did sleep outside just because I was embarrassed sure that other parents were taking care of me but other kids parents did take me under their, their wing a lot and I would move from one to another based on shame just because I'd be like oh no I'm gonna stay over there this week and it was like I'm, I would make it sound like I'm excited by it but it was because I was just embarrassed to just stay too long in one place yeah uh, uh however also the the constant change wasn't an issue for me because of the constant change that i had in my childhood i was always moving around right? because you so said your parents were taking
0: you yeah wherever
2: like this right like right now i'm actually couch surfing between uh europe and la because um well because i don't have a, a home to, to go back to right now mm. but also um I'm lucky that my job keeps me traveling around. That actually, at a moment, I'm like, I, I don't need, I don't need to go anywhere. Mm. Um, it's the first time in my life, or I'd say since before the root of my issues, that um, that I feel good in my, you know, in my head, uh, mentally, mentally. Yeah. And so, so now wherever I go, I kind of feel good. So I feel like I kind of feel at like home everywhere, which is quite a healthy way to. Ha- to live that's interesting. Don't get me wrong, like, couch surfing can be challenging, yeah. But what's really nice is I've kept it simple, I kind of just have one bag. Um, and it, it you could say that you know, there are of course, there are things I'd like, for example, I'd love to have more clothes to, to sort of dig out from. Sure. But um, I've actually kept it really simple. I've got one pair of jeans, I got another pair somewhere else, you know. But like, I could always go to the shop if I need some clothes, mm. uh, I've got a couple of pairs of socks, a couple of pairs of pants, and then just wash them <laughs> so like you know what I mean I, I've, I've got now a very simple life and it's made things so much nicer yeah
0: so because you're, you're I just like don't need yet. I just
2: don't need stuff to, I need stuff
0: yeah I mean I I used to and I still kind of do basically I wear the same thing every day yeah we don't need which, many things which is like it's like fresh shirt but like it's the same thing like it's right. the same like colour shirt it's the same jeans yeah, yeah. like just and that does simplify things. Like, I think people find it funny because like, oh, it must be cool that you guys can wear whatever you want all the time. Right. It's kind of like, no, nah, man, like it's nice to just be like, oh, cool, I'm doing a gig tonight. Put on my great t-shirt. Right, right. That's it. And yeah. I got like seven of them. Keeping life like
1: simple
2: is, is is really nice. And yeah. every now and then, you know, make a bit of an effort or whatever, but ultimately it's quite nice to just not take, um, not fill your identity with stuff. That's, I think, the important thing is, mm. is once you've, Truly feel good, and again, I, it's, I'm just speaking like this because it's quite new for me. Yeah, it's not like I'm giving people advice. I'm just sort of saying it out loud for me. That I'm, it's the first time in a long time that I actually feel quite good, and because I feel good, I don't need stuff, mm. and it's really nice. It's new,
0: and and is that impacting and, the professional stuff positively? Like, do you feel like in terms of work, you're like new? New Eric is kind of. Uh, feeling feeling good? I feel good
2: ju- not just because of work. So before, work was my life. Right. Uh, now, uh, my life also has my work. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't just... You know, before we did this podcast, you, you relate uh to, i was to, to meet up right because you have to go do a thing and you were like oh mate like I'm, I'm late i'm sorry and i was like oh mate i was just having a good time in the park looking at trees <laughs> i never used to do that before i never used to just take a moment to just look at a tree wander you know? around yeah wander around i mean i've gone weird i've, I've gone proper weird but i like it i never used to just breathe and just <laughs> look around you know and go oh that's a nice picture Oh, look at that person. They look nice.
0: Yeah. Have you ever read the uh, David Foster Wallace thing? This is water? No. It's so like basically it's a speech. You can watch it, I think. And I, I, try, to th- I try to think about that every now and again. This like, is water. This is water. Yeah. I'm a real in my head guy. Right. That's why, that's why I don't smoke weed because like, it just puts me further in. Right. And I'm like, I don't need to go further in there. I'm, I'm way deep in. Why do, you,
2: why do you not want to explore... The, the uh,
0: I'm, I'm already there every hour of every day, just yeah. circling, circling around the mind. Um But so yeah, got, you, yeah. So your anxiety is quite high, right? No, I, I never. Do you not consider it as anxiety? Not really. Just I, I think I think because uh, I was an only child growing up mm. and just like a lot of alone time, you just kind of, you know, I just churn things. That's like, that's like how my brain works. And that's why comedy is good for me because I just kind of constantly churn thoughts like ideas oh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah yeah but what what i mean is uh do you feel sometimes exhausted by it because that's certainly how my mind must well, my mind's still a little bit like that
0: mm. is the constant thinking i mean every now and again but i think as as i've gotten older i've gotten better at a kind of harnessing it oh good as opposed to just when i was younger i used to struggle a lot more right um used to like just drink and stuff being like oh yes yeah, please Please, let's that's, that's just chill. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I'm like, no, nah, I just I put it in something. Oh, that's good. I'll I'll okay. I'll, I'll think too much about an NBA team, even though I'm not even I do not even watch the NBA, but I'll just be like, no, seriously, I, I don't know about this
2: trade. Oh, so you're like, you know, so you're probably learned, right? You've oh yeah, yeah, got yeah. Got lots of lots of good facts and knowledge in your head.
0: Uh, I used to be a trivia host. Oh, did you? So I've got nothing but useless information. That's, that's fun though. That's great. Man, that was that was how I got into this whole kind of speaking in front of people thing. It never occurred to me to entertain. Right. What what about you? Like when when did when did the penny drop in with acting or I'd
2: also like to know about your penny dropping. My
0: penny dropping. Well uh, for me for me it was just I was at law school and I was like, Absolutely not. This sounds horrific. Like I tried, I tried to like yeah. kind of give it a go mentally and also like just professionally, like yeah. you know, try to do legally kind of jobs so just nah it just wouldn't stick oh but
2: you've got you must have like a nice wealth of knowledge in your head to guide you as an artist like the, the fact that you did law school is mm. actually fascinating it yeah might, it might, does it drive your material writing
0: um I think I think it means that I've got uh I'm not very silly I think that's a direct result of law school Like, if you look at any of my jokes it's really me thinking a thing Right. And then saying that I think the thing, justifying why I think the thing, and then telling you that I think the thing again. Right. Like, <laughs> like you're your own lawyer. Yeah. I'm yeah. arguing my I'm arguing my case with <laughs> yeah. every joke. Even if it doesn't seem like that, it's like it's if, if you I think if you look at it closely you'll always realize that it's just me justifying this thing that I think. Right. Like it's not like, Hey, isn't this fun? No. that's not me (laughs) that's not me at all um i'm like no you ever think that people are like what and i'm like this is why and they're like so i guess
2: so maybe in a way that the fun element of it is that
0: the audience get to
2: enjoy you as a sort of case study
0: maybe i don't know i like to think that there's like you know a few of them out there have had the exact same thought being like i wish i could think that but i just can't justify it right and i give them the tools Oh, that's I'm nice. like, yeah, you didn't have to learn a foreign language. I'll just explain why.
2: Oh, so you're healing the
0: world. That's it. Not yeah, healing. That's... Absolutely not. I'm just making assholes more comfortable. No, hey, that that they need to be comfortable. That is a hell of a sentence. Making <laughs> assholes more comfortable. I'm write that down. Yeah, um, that's quite nice. Yeah. But what, what about you? Because you're an, you're an actor as well. You're an actor. Uh, actor? Actor. Um,
2: so, yeah, I did start stand-up uh, to get into the world of acting. And, mm. and then just fell in love with stand-up. That, you know, I don't think I'll ever give it up. But... Um, it's, yeah it's, it's only recently when I stopped feeling like a fraud doing stand-up that I also realized wait a minute this is just one step in the ultimate goal which was yeah, cinema I love I love cinema I love storytelling in that mm. uh, format and I'm only really learning about cinema now because before my love of movies just was just on the story mm. of, of of the characters and now the sort of psychology of each frame and the character arc and or, you know the, no, the, the real beh- detail the, the color the sound the, the behind
0: the camera stuff
2: but all behind camera stuff now yeah. is is something that i really find fascinating
0: and uh, is that why you went to la in the first place that no was
2: it was because my my wife she's american, american she, mo- lady. she moved to the uk uh-huh. and really struggled with uh the immigration process it's much harder hit to move here than it was to move to america in terms of really, like, that it,
0: is the complete opposite to every story I've ever heard, but maybe that's an Australian thing. It's uh, for us, coming here is quite easy. I say after just applying for a national insurance number after 18 months, well, yeah, that, that, this could be a mistake, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's <laughs> the,
2: the there was some stuff, like for example, getting a bank account, she had to have a proof of address, and it's like, well, how do you get a proof of address without paying for a bill? So yeah. you need a bank account, so it was just this sort of weird catch-22. While just little things like going to America. I go to a bank and they're like, "You want to open a bank account? Okay, here you go. Enjoy." It's that easy. Uh, right. Social security number. I didn't even have to apply for it. They just gave it to me when I became and, legal. And While well, you had to queue up and just do all of this. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. How so, did
0: you? How did you get in there? Was it the 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 spousal? We, yeah, visa? we were married. Married, yeah, married. We were yeah. married. So because um, no, I remember, I saw I saw an Edinburgh show of yours. Oh, Alien of Extraordinary Ability. Yeah, and I, and that's the O one visa for the u.s is it? yeah it is yeah, yeah no because it was funny because i remember i was like I, was, I saw it based on the title i really like the title oh all right and nice. um and then yeah that, uh, subsequently i was like oh it's the american visa are you explaining the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah in uh, the show yeah that's and it. actually
2: uh, any listener that wants to hear the album it's available for free on spotify that uh, show are, yeah that show there you go um, a little bit manipulated because it was also quite a visual show it was a very visual show uh, which there obviously was, doesn't translate on album
0: there was nudity i think Oh yeah i got my
2: uh, penis out yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. well actually it was hidden it was buffalo bill
0: style it was i remember we had a a side on angle and i was like oh boy (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome yeah this is the free fringe baby Uh, um okay yeah so she you met her over here though uh we, we met in l.a Okay and yeah. then you were like come she, here.
2: Yeah and she struggled she struggled here um you know she was doing animal behavior stuff and and modeling so she was you know she loved the sunshine and you know you don't want to, it's hard to be a model like in the streets of rainy streets of London. Yeah. So so because of her struggle and because of my love of you know my comedy and and acting and stuff it wasn't that unplausible to think oh i want to go to hollywood no absolutely in fact not. it was probably you know it was one of my dreams to be like in big hollywood movies so and you were going, right me, me going there wasn't scary
0: you you were you were in a you're in a big old film yeah I, I, it up. I mean there's one i don't know when
2: this podcast comes out but um soon like uh, as
0: in probably in tomorrow <laughs> okay cool so so friday the
2: 21st of june uh the movie anna comes out uh, right. directed by luke besson okay. uh, So that comes out and you. S UK it comes out on the 5th of July. Great. Right. There's also a movie called The Show which was written by Alan Moore who did Watchmen and uh yes. FIFA Vendetta and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So that comes out this summer but I'm not too sure when. Awesome. So I have got a couple of yeah decent movies coming out. I'm actually shooting one on Friday. Uh, right. Going up to York to shoot another one.
1: In York. So the it, main streets of York. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's nice things are slowly heading in the right direction which is nice. Yeah. And what feels good is that the one on Friday, for example, and actually the, the the Anna one, they weren't they're not comedy roles. I'm finally because I used to get previously you know, it was all comedy. It was always kind of comedy based. It was that was fun. It was easy, mm. you know, to to do. And it was always like I played like a drug addict or or a rock and roll person because that was the vibe I gave. And and honestly, yeah, I wasn't maybe versatile. And because I wasn't in control of my emotions, mm. that therefore I can't control my emotions on set. Right, if I have no control of my emotions in real life how can I control right. them on set and it's only recently I was like oh whoa I really have access to him now
1: that's interesting
2: and that was really is an interesting realisation to be like oh actually all the work I did for my personal life has really helped to become a better actor that's so interesting yeah. I never even thought about that I never, never realised it until and until now now I have access to it until
0: it happened yeah and then and the and the plan is to kind of live between L.A. and London on a permanent. Yeah, because
2: because, because you know we were speaking about how like people in L.A. are pretty mad, uh, but here people don't smile, which I struggle with. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, you know, and me saying that British people might listen and go, "Oh, fuck off, mate! We do smile. I get it, but you might need a pint to smile." Like, and I'm and it's also it's also a generalization. I mean, right? and
0: they certainly don't smile in London. Oh, like, it's just it, other, a challenge. It's a towns are nicer i think yeah but yeah. that's a big city thing i think
2: oh for sure i and i, I love london like yeah. i love it like i've lived in london for a decade and it's, right. it's very much a home it'll always be a home but it is interesting that after living in a very sunny place where if you say for example hey i'm really proud of this thing that i did people will go good for you thank you that's really uh, nice that's I'm glad that you shared well if I say hey I'm really <laughs> proud of this oh fuck off mate
0: and I'm like oh cheers bring me down that is such a good point Americans are so psyched for your success yeah even I- if they fake it doesn't matter they'll just they're they, like hey good job yeah. It's like, it's like walking down the street and be like, hey, have a good day. And that person actually would like you to have a good day. Absolutely.
2: And don't get me wrong. You know, some people just say it because they have to say it and stuff like that. You, you can tell the difference between people that are genuinely happy. And, yeah. and just because you don't smile doesn't mean you're not happy. But the visual representation of, of how people want to feel in the US, mm. LA, not the US, it's a massive country. Uh, but in, <laughs> in LA, I just, my mental health actually got better over there mm. because there was a bit of sunshine and because people smile and yeah. and it's a nicer world to live in but they're mad they are <laughs> they're constantly on and you know what? Sometimes I miss going to the pub and just going. Here's your fucking pint, and I'll drink it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, here I feel a little bit grounded. I, I sort of r- remember yeah. that.
0: I, I like that. I like that you have noticed that the customer service here is terrible. Oh my goodness! And, and it's hilarious. Like it's, they just couldn't give a fuck. Like, could not
2: give a fuck. And and again, oh, I I understand it from their point of view. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, why would you want to like work there if you d- if that's not your dream? I get it. You know, yeah, but but
0: in the states they you know they make an a smile. There's tipping culture. Yeah. Tipping culture forces them.
2: Like it, it has made. Sometimes you do want to be left alone, of course. But I, I really do enjoy it when the waitress comes up to your table and goes, "Hey, how's it going?" And she looks you in the eyes and genuinely wants to know how your day is. Yeah, I've started doing that, and I'll tell you what you do that around in the UK. Like you just go to Costa Coffee, for example, you get coffee. <laughs> You go. You look them in the eyes. If you can get the badge as well, the name badge, so you can learn their name. And you look in their name, and you go, "You're right, Michelle. How are you today?" People just go, "Ah, oh, I exist." People just <laughs> want to know they exist, right? And it's like, hey, "How's your day?" you I've noticed the difference in just offering a smile, but but it's a challenge because most of the time it's not met with a smile back. It's met with a "Why the
0: fuck is that person smiling?" It's creepy. It's creepy. here. Because, it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Here to smile. They're not used to it. They're like, mm, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah, yeah. But what do you want? It's funny because like Sydney's got a very similar climate to LA. Yeah, and like yeah, for me it's like I don't get too affected by it. I don't think my my girlfriend and my housemate they're both Australian as well. Right. They definitely get the seasonal effect kind of like just brings them down like oh, that for kind of sure. rain. It's,
2: it's definitely a little challenge here. But, the,
0: but I think the physical side for me is like there's just no motivation here to be in shape because you're never showing anyone like, yeah, right, right. That, that's why English people have their gross bodies, you know? That's why they've got these <laughs> gross, like, British physiques, because they're just kind of like, I can keep this under wraps.
2: Yeah, but if I'm honest, people look at LA like this sort of Grand Theft Auto game where everybody's like that. Again, mm. like I said, it's a massive place, and it, no, there's plenty of people that don't look after but their bodies. You don't because think they
0: look healthier? Even the fat people in LA, I think, look healthier than the fat people in the UK.
2: Well, I think, this, again, the sunshine just helps to... to just make their mood really right better just a smile um, a but smile also the, also soon. the people that live there their whole life don't don't know difference right yeah so a lot of them sunshine every day means nothing
0: i mean that would be i would say me like until i came here i didn't realize that i was just living in paradise yes <laughs> <laughs> just like the best climate in the world it's yeah, like yeah. oh yeah right i was living in that yeah yeah i had no idea <laughs> but yeah it's funny the, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like what you said about Brexit made you French.
2: Yeah, like, I was I like, oh well, go fuck yourselves then. If I'm not allowed in your country, yeah, I worked really hard to be part of your society to the point where I changed my accent for you. And, and now, and I'm not welcome. Go fuck yourself.
0: But like, do you, as like a French person like, do you feel like a bit of hostility with Britain? Like, is that? If, if you go to France and you talk to French people and you're like, oh, I live in England, like I live in the UK and like they hear your accent, do they?
2: It's, it, it, all, it all just depends on the person, right? If they've got a positive attitude, you know, they'll, mm. they'll come out of any situation going, oh, that was actually wonderful. You know, that was a challenge, but I liked it. Mm. If, you find, if you come across someone miserable, they'll just go, you know what? I fucking hated this and that and that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah the amount of people that feel compelled to tell me i went to paris fucking hate it because the people are cunts right. <laughs> and i'm like oh i didn't realize that you did a survey on 6 million people right do you know what i mean it's it's such a small-minded thing and actually what i hear is you hate yourself right because whenever you meet someone you think everybody's a cunt sure maybe you're a reflection do you know what i mean yeah, i when yeah, i meet I see. when i meet people you know everyone's got their own journey so everyone sort of Sometimes I meet someone that's having a bad day, a good day. Someone's being miserable. Someone's feeling good, Mm. right? I meet people with years and years' worth of exposition. I don't know what their story is. So when I meet them, I try my best to just give them as much love as I can Mm. or respect. And if if they're having a bad time, I go, I don't know what their story is. Right. Right? So I walk away. No, it's not on you. And I don't go, well, that one Australian that I met... You know, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I hate mean? like, Australia. It's like, that's such a small-minded thing to, to think. You meet one person once and you go, well, that entire group of people is a reflection of the entire country. No. Yeah, of course no. not. That's um, ridiculous. I mean, uh, I, I, I Europe, the way Europe sees British people is football hooligans. The way Americans see British people is Downton Abbey, right? Yeah. And, and actually it's like, yeah, it's that, but also everything in between not every British person is a football hooligan or a Downton Abbey person. They're also just chill. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's also the middle there's
0: ground. There's a few, yeah. You don't even realize they're British. They just kind of sneak in. Yeah, and so,
2: so that entire spectrum is everywhere you go, right? In yeah. Australia, you've got Bogans, right? We have Bogans, we do. You, in in America, you've got this sort of like, yeah, gun. Yeah, all... they got
0: bigger trucks than our Bogans. I feel a bit resentful. That's a bigger country. I want our yeah. Bogans have bigger trucks. <laughs> Come on, guys, own us, you know? But no, I mean, it's funny because you were saying that and I've definitely been negative about the French people in the past and I felt like a hypocrite it's, in that moment, agreeing with you. Are but they, I are, are they big, challenging? Sure. I think it's a big but, city thing. That was my, because I went south, like to the smaller yeah, yeah. cities and everyone was lovely. And I think it's just, you know, big Paris, yeah, New sure. York, London, big on foot cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the difference in LA. LA, everyone's in a car. You walk anywhere in LA, everyone thinks you're a fucking lunatic oh like, you're walking crazy. is wild yeah, yeah right. like, like if I nuts. if I
2: walk somewhere and they're like oh where did you park oh I walked here what yeah like, people just lose their shit
0: my, my girlfriend walked somewhere like 35 minute walk each way and this <laughs> guy was just staggered <laughs> <laughs> he was just like wait what you didn't get an Uber? and like, no, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an app. What? Of there's course even, There's
2: even a song called Nobody Walks in LA. Something like that. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is such a
0: thing. But yeah, that was that was my main takeaway with like when I went to the other parts of the thing, like the other parts of France, I was like, it's just a big city thing. If you're in a big city where everyone's on public transport and walk around the streets, yeah, they're going to be a bit short with you. Why? Because there's a lot of people. They don't have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's and, and rushing. And,
2: I, and for, you know, if... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll speak to some people who were like, you know, I asked them for directions and stuff. And I was like, oh, what language did you ask the directions in? Mm. Uh, English, Yeah. right? And it's like, well, if you go to another country, mm. make an effort. Mm. Small effort. Because I bet you if you made a small effort, They'll just be like, "Oh, actually, we can speak English, right?" Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they yeah. ignore you because you. Just, like, they definitely
0: can. I, I have it on good authority. That every people, French yeah, person can speak English. They're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: I think most most mainland Europe makes a definitely. strong effort. Definitely, um, I when I was in Germany, one moment there was this woman, and she, I did struggle with her because I was like, oh, "You've made zero effort here." Right. She was in Berlin. And in the line, there there's a, the curry verst, which is yeah, a yeah. sausage with curry powder, right? It's and quite tomato sauce.
0: And you got it with the bread or and with the chips? Very nice. There you go. And
2: so, uh, very basic. You could mm. have gone on the internet just to learn a couple of basic things, like like please and thank you, right? So exactly. Please, please is bitter, right? Yeah. And curry currywurst actually says the, the word in it on it, like it said the, the word by the food. Mm. So you could point to it and just say curry currywurst, right? Yeah. And also one ein yeah right so you could have said i curry verse bitter right mm. that, that's it hello can i get one of them sausages with the powder on it
1: <laughs> and i was like sorry sorry
2: what wh- where do you think like you are make it just make an effort yeah and, and it was just and, and again i it, that's not a representation of british people you'll get french people you you'll get german people that do it you know mm. the Every country's a spectrum.
0: But she just went so like. But she went so British. She went like,
2: "I used to." The the Brits. Um. Then they, they, invaded. Uh. Nine out of ten countries. So there's 186, I believe, something like that. Right. Right. Nine out of ten. Every country except for like 22. It's been which a by the high Brits. High score,
1: right? That is a high and score.
2: And so, so that is that is whether they realize it or not, sort of ingrained in their culture that their mm. kingdom was one of the biggest well, it the, was
0: the sun never sets on the british empire right that was the old phrase as right, a right. good commonwealth boy so I know um, this stuff so because of that it's it's i
2: think it's ingrained in their attitude that mm. they own the world when they just don't anymore
0: yeah that's an interesting point because i think there is a degree of that they still think For they're sure. the center yeah, I think I don't know about the well, ownership, but like the center, they're like this is where everything yeah, yeah. happens. It's and there like, is a, there is a, really. there is an
2: element of truth to like, for example, you look at a map, right, and the UK's kind of in the middle. Uh, they are in charge, charge of time, <laughs> <laughs> which I quite like the Greenwich Meridian.
0: Like they set the clock.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they set the clock for like every plane in the world, you know. That's funny. So so the, there is an ele- there is a lot of wonderful British culture, like that, mm. that, that they that they should be proud of. Um, but at the same time, there's no evolution. That they're like, no, we're the best. We're so good. We are gonna insulate ourselves. Yeah. Goodbye, Europe. And it's like, well, no. It's the world's getting
0: we're we're globalizing now. Like we should probably stick together. We should
2: probably stick together. And they're like, no, because we're so good.
0: <laughs> oh man, they're an odd. Oh, I wanna I wanna leave it there. I think that's good. I yeah, like yeah. that. I like that as an ending. Just be like, because that's what they. are that's their move. They're like, remember how good it used to be? Yeah, we're gonna leave the EU and it'll be like that again. Is like, No, well, it won't.
2: I think it's the move from a another country. Make America great again.
0: Ah, that's also yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even get that. Make America great again. Like slaves. <laughs> that's what he means. <laughs> Can you imagine if like he like that's the thing like the whole campaign, make America great again, and they're like, all right, Donald, what's your policy? And he's like, slavery.
2: Well, free labor. Free labor. He'd probably love that.
0: Yeah, totally. Of course he would love that. Yeah, of
2: course he would. So, yeah. he
0: doesn't kind of have like a slave working somewhere for him. There's no way.
2: Melania does not look happy in her position.
0: (laughs) I think she's paid handsomely. Yeah, that is
2: true. Um, Making a nice bit of
0: cash. On the side. Um, Eric, thank you so much for sitting down. Thanks for inviting me. Where can people find you? Uh, so the social medias social medias Uh,
2: Instagram I have a bit of fun just making silly pictures on there good Um, my show the Edinburgh Festival is going to be happening there
0: what's it called what time Uh,
2: Born of Chaos at 4.15 and then uh, another one at 6.30 the sort of second part
0: second part you're doing two shows a day yeah
2: um, and the first one works on its own so Mm -hmm. you don't need to see the second one but I would recommend seeing the first one to see the second one
0: Sure, interesting. Wow. And uh, you gotta you gotta spell your name. It's gonna be written down. But I always like people to spell like it. a lamp, like a lamp,
2: and then then like an aerodrome, A E R, and then a T. So lamp air, <laughs>
0: or lamp air. Yeah, like a if lamp. If you want to use the pronunciation, guide. if you type in
2: Eric Lamp on Google, I think it finishes it.
0: Really? Yeah. You're number one. You're the number one Eric Lamp in the uh, world. Maybe. That's yeah. pretty cool. I think
2: it does. Yeah, it does. It does definitely. On Instagram, it definitely changes it. Like I'm the top one, Eric Lamp.
0: You're Eric Lamp. Is Instagram just Eric Lamp, or does it have the whole name? It's got the whole name. Oh, okay. I was like Eric Lamp. That's a pretty catchy, catchy little name there. <laughs> you could be like, you know, like you know, a lot of them are like German comedian, Greek comedian. You could be Eric Lamp. Oh yeah, it's You'd be king of the uh, it lamps. would probably
2: make my name easier to spell for people. <laughs> I do end my email with lamps. Lamps? Yeah, like that's a good little nickname. Little nickname people gave me before. Oh.
0: Like Alright, well. Um actually one, one last question. Go on. If you don't live in LA, don't live in London, where would you live? What's your what's your what is your number one? life alternative
2: oh my goodness well life I hope that I live a, a very long life sure and good. so I would like to maybe taste the flavors of many different geographies like I'd love to live in Japan for a bit okay um, that would be a great place to actually you know maybe spend a, a year yeah there's also a place called Longyearbyen in in Svalbard which is a, an island in the arctic circle and I okay. did and I did a gig there and there's just this isolation from the entire world was right, quite amazing to experience, and I would like to spend a year there because there's six months of darkness and six months of sunshine, and just experiencing that would be quite amazing. They're so far up north; just imagine the aurora borealis. Like that would just be that's just the a sky. magical place where you know, like let's say I'm I'm told you've got a year to write this script or this mm. book. I would probably just go to Longybean. straight there. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. The dark and the light, but uh, but for now, I think um. Having my base in LA would be quite nice, and mm. coming back regularly to the UK because I love it. And France and Paris, I'm in Paris a lot. You're in Paris a so, lot. F- so for now, like the, you know, the, the, the three countries are uh, attractive.
0: Yeah, you're a triple threat. But then maybe Japan or maybe an isolated island. Okay, <laughs> doing the self castaway. And the way we end the podcast is you say, "Cheers, mate." Oh, cheers, mate! Fucking nailed it, Eric Lampert. Pleasure. You've heard me. Right, that was my chat with Eric. Uh, I think you will all agree, super interesting, especially up the top with all his talk about mental health and how he personally has used this online hypnotherapy to feel better than he has in his entire life. Uh, I definitely uh, think that is an LA influence. Like I think he thinks it's part of the ho- overall narrative, but I promise you... Just from being in LA for like nine days recently, on holiday, I was still like, man, I should really get some therapy. You know, <laughs> I think I can improve my existence in this world. I can feel better about stuff with the right direction. That's a, that's a very Los Angeles mindset, I think. They're very, they're very willing to work on themselves and they're also very willing to be open about working on themselves. Though, I don't know if Eric ever needs any encouragement to be open he's a goddamn open book uh, he is so honest and so charismatic man i gotta say that like, i've always really i respect people who can act like so much i just think it's such a difficult skill and like they really don't get a lot like the credit they deserve for how hard it is and goddamn this, when he sat down he was giving me like across the table just these wide-eyed stares just being so engaging and honest. And I, you know, I was right in there. I was convinced. I was like, give this man any award he wants. He is crushing it right now. I am so enthralled in this story. And I'm sure you guys will have been as well. Uh, As you said, he's got a couple of films coming out. I will list them in the description so you've got the details there. Uh, Other than that, catch his two shows, back-to-back shows at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019. And stay tuned for next week. We've got a big episode coming out next week our first video episode our first double interview that's right i'm interviewing two people at once i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give anything away but it's gonna be a cracker both very good friends of mine both excellent comedians uh and i'm excited to have them on the podcast but if you can't wait until then uh jump on amazon prime and check out my special uh, Daniel Muggleton, let's never hang out. Stream for free on Amazon Prime around the world. Uh, a lot of you guys have checked it out and left lovely reviews saying that you found it because of the podcast and really enjoyed it, which appreciate, which I appreciate so much. I really, I really, really do. All right, jerk offs. Uh, my name is Daniel Muggleton. As always, it's been a pleasure chatting to, you and I'll catch you next week with the video episode, the two-person guest, the double guest, very exciting. Until then, cheers, guys. Have a good one. Thank
1: you.